Welcome everyone to the Inner Healing Intelligence Podcast. Today is episode three, and in today's episode, we're going to do a deeper dive into one of the biggest barriers that we might encounter to listening to our inner healing intelligence, which is our own self-invalidation. We will discuss the nature of self-invalidation, as well as some preliminary steps we can take to change this self-sabotaging habit. Stay tuned. Welcome everyone. My name is Dr. Lori Little, and I'm a clinical psychologist, mindfulness coach, psychedelic therapist, wife, and mom. My passion is helping people learn to listen to and trust their inner healing intelligence, that part of us that is always moving towards health and growth. Ultimately, when we allow our inner healing intelligence to be our guide, we can stop looking outside of ourselves for answers. We can experience more joy, more peace, and more connection with others than we may have ever thought possible. Although it may sound simple, it is by no means easy. Join me as we discuss the many challenges and opportunities that listening to your inner healing intelligence can bring to your life. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Lori Little, and today we will be discussing in more detail how self-invalidation prevents us from being able to listen to and to trust our inner healing intelligence. Hopefully listening to last week's episode on the importance of learning how to be more mindful is helping you to be more present and more aware in general. We are going to build upon that today by practicing awareness of our own inner dialogue and how what we say to ourselves determines how we feel on a daily basis and actually how we really live our lives. Let's start with what is invalidation. To invalidate someone is to say to them that they should not think or feel the way that they do, or even really that they aren't actually thinking or feeling the way that they think that they're feeling. If I say I'm tired and someone says to me, you aren't tired, you're just bored, that is an example of an invalidating statement. Or if I tell someone I'm anxious and they tell me that I shouldn't be feeling anxious, that's another form of invalidation. What we don't realize is that invalidation can come in a variety of different forms. Some of them can be very obvious and others can be very subtle. So we're going to talk about both the subtle and more obvious forms of invalidation. If we think about invalidation, then of course we need to talk about validation. What really is validation? To validate someone is to say, in some way, shape, or form, I see you, I hear you, I understand your perspective. Validation can look like saying something like, of course you feel that way, or I would totally feel that way if I were in the same situation as you. So at its core, validation is really an expression 
of empathy. When we are empathic with someone, we are allowing ourselves to feel what the other person is feeling. So validation communicates to someone that we understand or we can relate to their experience in some way. Invalidation says, I don't understand. I don't get it. You should think about this in a different way. And even though it is with the best of intentions, oftentimes our spouses or our friends can be invalidating even when they don't mean to be or don't think that they are being invalidating. So when someone is offering you a solution to a problem when you aren't actually looking for a solution, have you ever had that in your life where you share with someone something that's really painful or difficult or frustrating and that person immediately goes into problem-solving mode, like, hey, did you try this? Or why don't you do this instead? And again, the person has the best of intentions. They want to be helpful. They don't like seeing you in pain because they care about you. But at the same time, that can feel invalidating. If you're not looking for a solution, if you just wanna be heard, if you just wanna vent, in that moment, this can be a really subtle form of invalidation of people quickly moving to how do we solve this problem before giving you space to express and share your feelings about it. As a therapist, one of the red flags that I look out for that shows that I'm not being validating enough is when the patient has what we call a yes but response. When I get a patient who is continuously rejecting a strategy or a skill that I'm encouraging them to think about, if, if I'm getting a lot of yes buts, yes I could do that but, dot dot dot, that to me is a signal that I am not being validating enough. I have not communicated to the patient that I get it and I'm not giving them enough space to share their feelings and frustrations. So that's one of my red flags when I notice a yet but response. That tells me that I need to pivot and I need to sit longer with their feelings and show the person that I get it and I understand. Most of the time, it is human nature for people to need to feel heard and validated before we can go into action and change. Once we feel heard, once we feel understood, once we've been able to express those feelings, we are much more open to the possibility of change. But generally, it is human nature to need to feel heard before we're open or receptive to a new way of thinking about it. One of the things that is important to remember about validation is that validation does not necessarily mean agreement with. And this is where sometimes folks will get a little bit confused or frustrated when someone says, you aren't validating me. And the person says, well, I don't agree with you. I can't validate something I don't agree with. But the reality is we can validate someone on how that person is thinking or feeling, even if we don't agree with their beliefs. So let me give you an example. I have two grown, wonderful children, ages 19 and 21, 
and my son happens to have pretty significant ADHD and is on the autism spectrum. He went off to college for a little bit, but like many college students with ADHD, he really struggled to pay attention, to get himself motivated to go to class. And he would share with me how he was feeling really bad about himself and that he felt like he was disappointing me and his dad. I was able to validate his feelings by saying things like, wow, that sounds really difficult, that sounds frustrating. It sounds like you've gotten into a loop where the more you avoid class, the harder it is to get yourself to go. So I'm really showing him that I understand how he feels and that he has a right to feel this way. That's validation. But the reality was his dad and I were not disappointed with him at all. Quite the contrary, we were proud of him. We were really proud of him for trying college and living on his own in his own apartment. This was a really huge step for him. So I could validate him without necessarily agreeing with his perspective. If I only focused on or quickly focused on how he was looking at his own situation all wrong, he probably would have felt that as invalidating, would have shut down and not wanted to share with me. So it's a lot harder to see that someone understands you when you too quickly go into the change or the clarity or how I think about this situation. It's really important to keep in mind that you can validate someone even when you don't agree with them or see things the same way. It just means I see you that you feel this way. One of the things that can happen is that expressing and communicating empathy can be a very difficult skill to learn if you were never taught it. So if you grew up in a home where thoughts and feelings were really not openly or safely discussed, then this is not going to come naturally to you. I'd encourage you to think about the messages you received in your early years about your thoughts and your feelings. If you were frequently told that you shouldn't think or feel a certain way, or if it was just clear that thoughts and feelings are things that we don't talk about in this family, we don't talk about thoughts, we don't talk about feelings, that in and of itself is a form of invalidation. The most severe form of invalidation is any type of abuse. So to abuse a child is to say to them, literally or just figuratively, your feelings don't matter to me. Essentially, when we're abusing a child, we're saying my anger, my needs supersede yours or the child's in this moment. So children who have been abused grow up to be adults who really struggle understandably with feeling that they are important or worthy and that their thoughts and feelings matter. If we didn't have healthy role models for empathy and for validation, and if we were chronically invalidated, then it's going to be challenging, but we need to learn how to validate ourselves. 
If we didn't receive this, we are prone to having those voices from our childhood inside our own heads saying things to ourselves like, I shouldn't be feeling this way or it's wrong for me to think this way. Learning how to validate yourself will change those messages to it's okay that I feel this way, but this can be very challenging at first given how you may have grown up. What we're really working towards is being able to say to ourselves, it's okay that I feel this way. I have a right to feel this way. There's no wrong way to feel in a situation. A few notes to consider just about emotions in general. There really are no such thing as bad feelings. All feelings, regardless of what they are, are there for a reason. And we can validate ourselves by telling ourselves we have a right to feel this way. We also, in many ways, can't control how we feel, at least initially. Our feelings just happen. They happen as a result of the situation and the thoughts that we're having about it. Our feelings are natural. They are a healthy response. It is part of being a human being. Even the so-called darker emotions like anger or envy or sadness or shame. All of these emotions are normal parts of the human experience. To be clear, however, validating our feelings is not the same as making excuses for our behaviors. I have the right to feel angry, but I don't have the right to hit someone who upset me. What I do or what I say when I have a feeling is completely in my control. And the more we learn mindfulness skills, the more control we have over our actions. Learning how to change our inner self and validation is definitely a process. I've worked with patients for years and they still struggle to validate themselves. And I personally have been in therapy for years myself. I'm still in therapy today, probably always will be. I teach these skills almost on a daily basis, but that does not mean that I don't self invalidate anymore. I have just gotten quicker at identifying when I'm doing it and what I need to do to turn it around in my own mind. What can you do today to start making those kinds of shifts? It really starts with mindfulness. The sooner you can identify when you are invalidating yourself, the sooner you can turn that script around. When you are upset or feeling a painful feeling, see if you can notice the thoughts that you are having about the situation without judgment and notice if any of these thoughts are invalidating thoughts. If so, see if you can try to intentionally speak to yourself in more validating, compassionate ways. Self-validation, as I said, looks like of course this is hard for me. It's okay that I feel this way. It's normal to feel this way given the circumstances. Or even I give myself permission to feel everything I feel about it before I'm going to try to change it. Notice when others also say validating things to you. 
notice that feeling inside of being seen and how good that feels. Also notice your own yes buts if maybe you're being invalidated by someone else and you're responding with a lot of yes buts. See if you can notice that. And also see if you can ask them to just listen. If someone is offering you a lot of solutions and you don't really want the solutions and that feels invalidating, see if you could practice telling them what you need directly. Because sometimes people just don't know. They assume you're looking for solutions and they don't know that really you just want to be heard. The more aware you are, the easier this will become over time. And you might find that your emotions are not lasting as long or don't feel as intense as they used to. Or maybe you just start to notice feeling a little bit more control over your emotions. Let me know other strategies that you use to validate yourself and others. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more, you can reach me at laurielittle.com where I share additional free resources and lots of information. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could write a review and share it with a friend. See you in the next episode.